this is the Magic Treehouse. Welcome back, everybody. This is the Magic Treehouse, and I'm your host, Merlin John. Today, we're here with Jimmy Bishop. Thanks for being here, Jimmy. Yo, what up? Thanks for having me. <laughs> Anytime. But why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, who is Jimmy Bishop? Great question. Uh, um, regular. multi-talented regular guy right but very regular all right but let's focus on one thing because i feel like we should right now and let's dive into your music how did you get into it but not the industry um just kind of finding your voice and your love for music Great question. Um, I always loved music my entire life. I can remember the first time I feel like I've ever heard a song. Out of body experience, I had dad was broke down by the road. I'm young, like maybe five years old, just in the car waiting. Or digging through the box. I'm like, what's this? He's like, oh, that's a that's that. I'm like, oh, like what does it do? Let me tell you, put it in. My life was changed forever. Just I went to another planet the first time you heard a song. Was, I was in love with it ever since. From you went on Simpson Park, MTV Dams all day to listen everything played around me. And then all the way up to and church, actually, when I was in high school, there was a guy who came into a music workshop teaching us how to like count bars, write songs, rap on beat in a very basic kind of way. That was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, I always just had a love for music. That was kind of my initial love. And then in that taste, that church kind of being the basis of like, Oh, there, there is maybe a little more to this than I just kind of explored more from there. Did you ever get into collecting or like, because you said this was back when like we had cassettes, right? So did you ever go into that route or like, did you start collecting cassettes or? Really, I got a, a, like a crate of vinyl. I'm kind of new to it. I want to get a whole lot of vinyl, but I don't have any. Especially with streaming came out. I'll say I collect with streaming. Like, I'll download so many albums. I remember when streaming first hit, I was like, what do you mean you can just have any album? <laughs> I, I started downloading, like, filled my phone. That's so crazy. I mean, remember, like, when we had LimeWire? <laughs> yeah. I had to download uh, albums and download mixtapes. When mixtapes were still a thing on like 
live mixtapes and dat piss and blogs and all that. Yeah, no, I mean, I still, I don't know why I have this like memory, but I remember back in middle school, there's this kid selling bootleg versions of like Black Eyed Peas album on CD. Yeah, I don't know why I have this memory, (laughs) but everyone was like, what? Oh, yeah. I mean, everyone was doing what they can, especially when you're a kid. They're just like, oh, Black Eyed Peas album just came out. Like, get it while you can. <laughs> um, but I never sold them. You know, you have like your favorite 10 tracks, put them in the Walkman, mm-hmm. little joggers, stuff like that. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, no, CDs. Uh, I want to get back into CDs. I miss that. I mean, vinyls too. Shit. Those were those are fun. A record player. When I can, like, I want to sit there and like stare at the record and listen very intently. <laughs> but I don't really have time to do that much anymore. So I kind of just feel like you know. And I might have done some reading before hopping on this call. You know, shout out to Reading Rainbow. But uh, uh, wasn't just your family who in, was like kind of pushed you into music? Like there's mariachi bands in your neighborhood and All video games. Yeah, my neighbors, um, Joseph, shout out to Joseph, he let me hear in this. Uh, but yeah, his, his grandpa was like Pato Villa, I think was his name. He had his mariachi band. They used to make scenes and recordings, but the biggest thing was they would throw these barbecues, not even like a barbecue, just every every day almost. They would invite all their family over to tacos and all kind of stuff, and just the band would be playing, like live drums, like 12-string acoustics. And it is a big party every night, every day, from like six, two in the morning. And uh, yeah, that exposed me to a lot of like Spanish music. I heard a lot of Spanish music through him and just a lot of the Spanish culture. I mean, that sounds like a fun time, though, because I mean, one, you got exposed to different cultures, but not only cultures there's sounds in music. And so did that help influence you in that way? I never thought about that, but I think so, because it was the whole, you know, the days of turn, melting pot, turn is whatever, but that's really what it was. Like one hand, classic Mariachi music that like Cleto that they're playing, like their own original song, then they'll play, classic Cleetos and then all of a sudden they'll cut on like Chris Brown and start dancing so it was like all of these things kind of mixed together like Daddy Yankee like and just yeah I guess that kind of influenced me now where I'm just inspired by a lot of different things and it's like you in a way um you in in your music would you say you're not trying to stick in one lane or are you yeah, I consider myself more of a creative where um, 
Yeah, at first it was just, you know, you get into it and you're just kind of doing everything before you find your lane and your focus, mm-hmm. which I feel like I found now and I kind of know what my sound is and what I bring to the record and all that stuff. But I still, you know, want to explore and eventually there's so many sounds of music from house to indie to electronic to drum and bass to no i mean i think you're completely right on that just because there are so many avenues that you could go in and if anything at least um from the talk i've had with like one of the producers that we got to talk to um shout out to preacher to him chris it was just kind of like bringing those elements from like classical or hip hop or rock and then putting that into your song, which I thought it was interesting how he like described all of that. I'm not a producer, so I'm not going to be able to (laughs) say that, but I'm listening to how he explained all of that was just like, Oh, like really eye opening. Cause I guess like we always imagined it, but then hearing it explained and like hearing a musician's thought process or like a producer's, it's just kind of like, oh, okay, that makes much more sense. <laughs> well, music is so vast. There's so many sound genres, just even from like tempos alone. You could say a whole genre, a whole sound just off of the beat per minute. So there's like endless amount of possibilities and combinations to release for. No, absolutely. Absolutely. And then, um, okay, co- correct me if I'm wrong, but you released your first single back in 2017, and that was called Who Would Have Thought, right? Produced by Camel B. Oh, yes. That's crazy <laughs> you know that. But uh, fun fact, I actually put out music before that. Okay. I think uh, maybe 2016, 2015, there's a song that I pray never sees the light of day. Uh, <laughs> around the way. And when I tell you, probably about 30 people got shot. I was selling about two keys of cocaine, like all that stuff, right? And then I, I had to up for a little bit mm-hmm. and then people liked it but i was just so embarrassed and i just had to take it down um <laughs> and then you know i had to do the whole rebrand and find my it was a whole two years of writing recording before i got to who would have thought which is my first proper introduction i would say to, to the world so okay that's actually what i wanted to ask because it took you the two years to create that song but what was that journey to get you there like what was that like the rebrand like finding yourself a whole lot of trial and error that's probably where you are afraid you don't hear a lot of music but really you just trying things mm-hmm. bumping your head running into the wall and hoping you make a door work one day mm-hmm. but yeah from writing all day, every day, starting like in 2015, making the songs, recording and rock band on the 
dollar phone or whatever I could get my hands on mm-hmm. and just, I was really exploring just raw creating and not even thinking of oh we gotta put this out but just making a song and create mm-hmm. and then when it came to who would have thought and what I wanted to be as an artist I knew I want basically my name what it means my glory to it but Jimmy's my middle name um, this is a way to kind of still be me, but have a little bit of separation so that whenever I put out musically, if I want to explore and be creative, it's a little bit removed from my personal life. And then Bishop came from new movie with Tupac, where Tupac's character was named Bishop in the movie. He was kind of going crazy, killing his friends, whatever, which wasn't good. Mm-hmm. But I basically took that as if I want to pursue music, um, I'm gonna have to be able to eliminate anything that comes in my way, whether it's self doubt, whether it's a parent who doesn't believe that you can make a career, whatever it is, mm-hmm. but not letting anything stand in my way. Right. Those two together, I dream vision. So. Basically, like removing any obstacles in your way. Yeah, no obstacles in sight. Yeah, that's actually very relatable. I mean, I'm glad you told me. Thank you for sharing that. That's actually really cool. I would have never known. I would have walked around thinking, oh, hey, his name's Jimmy Fisher. Oh, well, thank you. I really appreciate you sharing that with me. Um, and that's actually really cool how you separate yourself as a person and then you as an artist. Like, those are two different people. You came up with that idea. Yeah, I don't too. even know. I, I, didn't, I definitely didn't come up with that idea, but I mm-hmm. saw it somewhere. I can't remember who said it. But somebody said it in an interview or something. And I kind of just laughed on that. Oh. Well, I guess following that, it's just, would you say the artist, like Jimmy Bishop, which is you, it's just, would you say like you have this whole different personality or it's still the same person as who you are? Um, I would say, especially now, it's the same person. I feel like my music has gone through this whirlwind and all of a sudden now I find it going back to the same kind of style and who I was when I first started, but just more refined, more focused, more clear. Writing mm-hmm. with instances of, you know, maybe some things that I might get that I'll get it probably for someone else, but pretty much been writing my real life. So, yeah, I would say Jimmy Bishop is a pretty good reflection of who I am as a person. And how does it feel to know, like, you know, you started back in 2017 and now to know like where you are now in your journey, like releasing an album pretty soon that we'll be talking about, like the progress you're making along the way. That's great. I've been really taking the time to pause this year and be thankful for where I'm at because literally I'm telling a lot of my friends, at one point, I direly wished and prayed to be exactly where I am. I'm trying to make sure that I don't just 
look about where I'm not mm-hmm. and really appreciate how far I have come because literally at one point I was, I was like, man, if only I can get to right here. And now I'm right here. So now I just got to, you know, accept that, appreciate it, and then continue to move the post forward. That's awesome. That's awesome. <clears throat> and so this is like not an attack, but I just wanted to know because I always find it fascinating fascinating when like people tell me their why. So my question is like, what message are you trying to send people with your music? Um, not lyrically though, but with your purpose. Okay. Our brand I feel like is about inspiring people to pursue what they're passionate about and to keep them motivated along that journey. So everything I put out, everything I release visually, musically, it's going to have some element of inspiration um, and positivity to it. You're never going to hear me again talking about like I did all these drugs and shot all these folks. Mm-hmm. My life is not how I was raised. Mm-hmm. I don't think about really what's real to me and what I feel like was missing. Music. Mm-hmm. How did you come up? How did you come up with that? Like why? It really just started as what I wanted to hear. I remember getting frustrated at times where it's like, man, I want to hear something that's hard. But that's not about drugs and not about killing somebody and not about degrading women, but has bars, but has, you know, a turned up beat because some of these boom that beats are kind of weak sometimes. <laughs> um, and I just couldn't find that anywhere. Mm-hmm. And if, you know, figure out how to make that. And yeah, that's pretty much how I think. Were there like artists that kind of like helped you influence your decision on like, okay, this is what the message that I'm trying to send. Um, and I'm hoping like, I'm hoping listeners will get that. Yeah. Message wise, I'll say like Kendrick Lamar definitely took him. Like he was one of the first people to show me that she can rap something different. Remember when Section 80 came out and I'm here about him talking about, you know, gotta get drunk to have fun and all these different concepts. Mm-hmm. I just never heard that before. So that kind of opened me up to you can tell your story and rap about different things and be very successful. Um, he was like a big inspiration message wise. That's cool. Especially like being, well, being from California, right? Yeah. I mean, I've never really thought about that. Um, I really just listen to music and just are influenced by pretty much everything and everyone I listen to. I listen to everything. So like Kendrick is a big influence the message. And I find that I kind of latch on to an artist, each project to kind of create from that vantage point. And so let me talk to that Drake. I can really look in on Drake. <laughs> I've been saying this out. I actually wanted to touch back, but I saw that video games kind of helped your influence as well. 
Yeah, hey, Molly, she's a wizard. She's doing all her research. But <laughs> uh, I was a big gamer. Um, when um, I was a big gamer as a kid, I used to play games too much, all day, every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, I guess wanting to represent that and what I do as well, because I know a lot of people grew up gamers and can relate to that or still play. Um, yeah, I'll say gaming uh, and like sports games. Game and Madden, just with the sound effects and things. And then gaming, um, for me, one of my first loves that introduced me to a lot of music too, like Tame Impala, Gorillas, all from gaming. Nice. I mean, yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with those. I, I'm. I, I agree with you on that. I feel like, well, Tame Impala. I feel like I'll just like if I just want to vibe out, I'll listen to Tame Impala and just chill, kind of make something in the kitchen. Really? One. Okay, that's cool to know, huh? And you just rap over his beats or? I don't even know what it would look like. <laughs> like one, get in the studio with him and just see how he does it. Like, how do you play everything? Yeah, that that would be cool to see. I feel like him and FKG, uh, FKJ. Well, or oh Mas- yeah, I like him too. Mm-hmm. Any of those like multi instrumentalists, Masego. It would just be so much fun to watch and see them play live, but. What about this upcoming album? Like, what can we expect? What are the sounds? Man, expect the unexpected. <laughs> um, if you've been following me, for anyone listening to this, for there. We got some. I don't even know what to call it. We might have messed around and created a new genre. But, like, there's some drill songs, but they're not UK drill. It's like drill R&B. Oh. And I was trying to describe it to someone the other day, but I've never really, like, I don't really have a word for it. So I'll see, you know, what the people call it once it comes out. But, like, real R&B, Afrobeat, we got a real rap, boom, the joint on there. And then you know, looking at about of the fancy inspirational stuff that we've been known for, but a lot of a lot of experimentation. Okay, I mean that sounds fun. Fun already. I'm really curious about this drill R and B. Um, what? Who? Would could you say like a fan of like if they have like a similar artist, it could be related Good to? Question. I would say probably like. Ian Triplin would probably be one I could say. Okay. But it still, like, sounds nothing like that. But, like, maybe Ian Triplin, Pat uh, Cobain, maybe, like, some stuff out of New York. But it's, you know, you'll, you'll hear it when it comes out. It's, 
Okay, okay. I mean, Ian Tripland, that makes sense. Cash Cobain, is that what you, the second one that you said? Yeah. yeah. Okay, cool. And then um, you said that you were doing live shows soon, right? Where can we see you next? Yeah, we got a show uh, coming up with Breaking Sound on Tuesday, March 21st at Adults Only um, in Los Angeles. So preparing for that. Also, uh, shout out Big Stretch. He's doing like a whole set. I'll be fired at week two. Um, but yeah, we was kind of torn a lot last year. Mm-hmm. This year, I'm kind of really focused on music, putting out more music, mm-hmm. building like more activations and things for the fans and different stuff around that. I haven't really planned the show stuff too much yet. I'm just kind of taking it as it goes one week at a time. So, uh, right now, Breaking Sound is it, and then we'll see where it goes from there. Okay. Um, where can they follow you, like, for song releases, updates, things like that? You can follow me at ZimmyBishop951, J-I-M-M-I-E-Bishop951. Instagram. Um website inlandepichouse.net will tell you everything there is to know about me my folks Zach the Hero Big Stretch Levi Holloway Films everybody with me um and you know but mainly Instagram the website Spotify Jimmy Bishop Apple those are the best places to kind of keep up YouTube Jimmy Bishop as well okay and um that's actually all we have for this episode but again thanks for having time to be here today i really appreciate it i appreciate you and of course anytime early good people you know any <laughs> thing <needs> right here <laughs> you're, you're awesome <laughs> and uh don't forget to follow us on tiktok youtube and facebook at Merlin Like the Wizard. And for more episodes, listen on Spotify or Apple and leave a review. Thanks for listening. Till next time.